Breaking It Down with Frank McKay. This is 1039 LI News Radio. I'd like to welcome everyone to Ransom Notes. Frank McKay here. Much more importantly, Catherine Ransom is our host each and every week, and she's the author of Ransom Notes, the book. She is the subject of the documentary Ransom Notes, and and as always, as always, it is a pleasure, and it is always for me an experience, a learning experience, to to hear the wisdom. Like I said, she could take a little acorn, plant it, and in the course of a show, in minutes, within minutes, turn it into an oak tree of knowledge and wisdom and humor and everything else, but always very positively done. Catherine Ransom, how are you? Well, I am just great, and it's... Uh... I, I really am extra happy today because to give you the update on Scarface here, mm-hmm. uh, as you probably remember, <clears throat> I had some treatments that I took for three weeks to get rid of skin cancer. Yes. I went to see the dermatologist this morning because <clears throat> we're starting to try and heal up, and I wanted to make sure I was healing up in an appropriate manner. I guess it's just an old person gets a little scared. And so it's always nice to have the authorities say, mm, it's looking so good. You're doing so well. We know you're going to be fine. Uh, and, you know, it just gives you reassurance. Yes. <clears throat> Isn't that crazy? Yeah, well, it's, uh, you know, it's not. And, and it's not because uh, the authorities, especially when they're medical authorities, and you're talking about the C word, cancer, it's a biggie. Um, when, and when you talk about that, you know, it's, it's good to get their, their approval, that's for sure. Well, I think I will be more restful, and at least the pain is all gone now, uh, Frank, so I sleep at night. And I think we're on recovery, and although there's spots of my face that are still very scaly, uh, I know I'm not the Lone Ranger. It's amazing how many people <clears throat> here at Concordia have undergone the same treatment, and they all survived, so I'm guessing I will too. So, do you know that I'm going to invite people to participate in, <clears throat> oh, you're not going to believe this, Kathy's No Skills Needed Cooking Academy. <laughs> well, that sounds good. You're going to have a lot of people sign up for that, and it, because it says no skills, if it was like it, it, no skills, also sounds like fun. You know, it sounds like it's not pressure, it's not whatever. That's a good one. Well, I have to admit that it will not be a recipe straight from James Beard or Martha Stewart. <laughs> But uh, anyway, the other, I think it was a few days ago, we suddenly needed a dessert. Now, I know, I know, I know, we shouldn't eat desserts because they're not necessarily good for you, but we love them. And so I opened up the refrigerator door with my no-skills cooking ability, and I pulled out some items. And this is what, what our audience will need to do if they want to follow my recipe today. First of all, they need to um, have either purchased or have in their fridge one small container of lemon meringue yogurt. Now, if they don't like yogurt, meringue, lemon, they can have strawberry or blueberry or whatever dumb berry they want. Then they need to have 
six large ripe strawberries. But in the event that their refrigerator sometimes is like ours, it could be 12 raspberries or 20, 24 blueberries or no berries if their refrigerator is out at the time. Third, thirdly, they need a, an, oh, and this is measured so precisely, they need a tiny amount, very tiny amount of dark chocolate or regular chocolate if they don't like dark or omit if they're allergic to chocolate. And then lastly, and that is the the the, the, the topping, the perfect topping is some kind of chopped nuts. Whatever kind you happen to have sitting on your kitchen counter, just take a handful, chop them up, and have them ready. And then you need two small dishes, and you need one friend, in addition to yourself, who's game to eat the concoction. And Frank... It's going to take you hours to prepare. You open up the yogurt jar. You divide it somewhat evenly between the two small dishes. You chop up either the six, ras- six strawberries, 12 raspberries. You don't chop up the 24 blueberries. And obviously, you don't chop up if you have no blueberries. And sprinkle them evenly among the two dishes. It's getting harder to do. Now, that teensy-weeny bit of chocolate syrup, you divide a little bit because too much is not good for people. So you put a little on the top of dish one and a little on top of dish two, and then you carefully count out the tiny little pieces of nuts and evenly distribute them over the yogurt, fruit, chocolate, and serve it to your guest. And you know, actually... It was pretty tasty. Well, yeah, and I, you know, you never look at it like that, but I've seen those type of dishes. When you say no skill, the way you lay it out, you lay it out very simply. I mean, it's, uh, it, it's, it's a, uh, uh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's something. I guess you could say take no skill, but you're, you're laying it out so. Uh, uh, you, know, you think well, you could even? You think you could even do it? You think you could even make it? Yeah, I can make that. That I can make. Yeah. yeah. See, so you can surprise your wife sometime when she's sort of frustrated and she's had a tough day, and and our audience can do that. And so one of the older children comes home, or the husband, or the wife, whichever one, and they think, oh, my spouse or my mother or my dad is really frustrated tonight, and so I'm going to help calm the family down. We're going to have a neat dessert, and I'm going to volunteer to fix it, and well, and if there's four of you, you got to have two cups of yogurt, right. you know, sort of double Double-able it. But, but, yeah, but, you know, that's not too hard to do. Now, just think just a moment. Do you realize that that's exactly what God does with you and me? He takes we who have sometimes limited skills or limited talents or limited abilities and he just sort of musses around, and what do you know, suddenly we can sing for the Lord, or we even have the courage to go out and invite someone to the Lord, or to bring them to church on Sunday, or to remember a neighbor who is sick to take them some yogurt and strawberry desserts, or whatever. He takes we, who are just really ordinary, everyday people, 
and he turns this into a great dessert. And then I thought about Moses. Do you realize that Moses was just the guy found in the bulrushes? He was nothing special other than he happened to be one of God's chosen. And Moses went through a bunch of tough times, but he ended up being so deliciously useful for the Lord. So, my friend, this January, before it's over, you try and make my lemon meringue, no cooking dessert with berries, chocolate, and nuts. And then you can apply to the Catherine's No Skills Needed Cooking Academy. (laughs) Well, that wonderful. I honestly, like I said, I, I, I knew something was coming. I didn't know where it was coming from, but I, you, you're absolutely right about Moses, too. Uh, the, when, when you talk about leaders in history, you, you, you think Moses. You know, you think that this is a leader. This is a leader of men. This is a leader of people. This is a leader of, of, of men, women, children, you know, to take them to the promised land. And, and you're right. He was nothing you know, he wasn't most likely to succeed. He wasn't voted that anywhere, right? He was just he was just a guy. And God knew what he had in his creation and in, in, in this man. And and think of what Moses did. But just wonderful how you turn that in. You you're you're absolutely right. Well, and when you think it was that they were trying to kill small babies and Moses' mama, now, now, now just, you've been a parent. I've never been a parent. <clears throat> I hadn't even thought about talking about this today. But just think, Frank, if suddenly you had an option, they are going to kill, you have a son, right? Yep. Okay. That, and when he was a baby, just think that if the police in New York and they weren't, so I'm not suggesting. I'm just, no, I'm just pretending that they were going to come through your town in New York, and they were going to kill everybody under two years old, or one year old, or baby fried. And you and your wife are sitting there. What in the wide world are we going to do to save our son? And suddenly you put him in a big laundry basket, yeah. and you go out and you find a pond, but it isn't any pond. You have to know that there's going to be somebody coming to that pond who works for the government, has the ability to raise a child without the king or the president or the mayor knowing, and your son can, and then, as long as we're retelling that story, the person who finds your son needs a babysitter, and your wife is able to volunteer and take care of your own child until he grows up a bit more. I mean, it's an incredible miracle Yeah. when you really stop and think about it. And I really hadn't planned to go in, in my cooking school quite that direction, but it is a good time to remember our God is amazing. Moses is an amazing story of someone that was picked by the Lord and utilized by the Lord that... Uh, uh, yeah, just it, it, and yeah, it's amazing. It's very, uh, it, it, it's it's a very great. Uh, it's a great analogy. You know, you could, we could do these things. We don't have to be expert cooks. We don't have to do this. If Moses could lead the the Jews into a promised land and change the course of history, and uh, and do God's work, uh, hey, we could make we could make a dessert for somebody we love or somebody that. We love. <laughs> 
Well, and I, I think we also <clears throat> underestimate, <clears throat> pardon me, or forget uh, the role that mother, that the parents paid, played in that particular scenario where God is, is laying the, the groundwork for, uh, he needed to get that leader that was going to lead his people, he needed to get them into a position where A, they could learn leadership skills, B, they could learn about the, the monarch, they could learn about what was going to happen, that they could have some degree of authority, and Moses had that ability as he moved up the ranks and got older as a teenager and so forth. Uh, again, this putting together uh, of the, is the miracle that this was the education program that Moses needed, and the parents weren't able to supply it totally, but they certainly became the driving elements. So, so much for that. Do you know, when does somebody really become old, Frank? Huh. Uh, I, you know, I, I mean, there's the old cliches, <coughs> uh, you're as old as you feel, uh, age is just a number, you have all of those things but maybe maybe when we when we start looking at people young people and we have no idea what the heck they're thinking what the heck they're doing what what's going on in their uh, their their lives well, I I think when we start looking at at young people almost like they're aliens you know that's that's when we become old or older <laughs> Yeah. Well, because I, I was thinking, is it is it our actions that, that people look at us and say, wow, they're using a, a cane, uh, they're all humped over, their skin is wrinkling, or is it our mind and we sort of think more slowly, or we uh, do a lot of reminiscing as opposed to anticipation, or thirdly, is it just our CA, our chronological age? Oh, they've re reached the magic number of 60 or 70 or 80 or 90 or today. Are you not really old until you're 100? I don't know. But I have a list. Now, you, you know these aren't going to be sensible. They're going to be sort of sort of funny. Okay. All right. I'm going to read them in groups of three. These are the 12 commandments for seniors. But we're going to look at them in clusters of three, and I'll give you a different question to, to answer from each cluster. So you need to listen. You're going to be my student today, you know. Okay. Cluster eight. The question is uh, that, that you're going to ask uh, answer on this one. Which of these three is the hardest for yourself to do or most true about you or whatever? Talk Number one, talk to yourself. There are times when you need advice. Number two, mm -hmm. it, in style are the clothes that still fit. And number three, you don't need anger management. You need people to stop irritating you. <laughs> so which of those is the hardest? Talking to yourself when you need advice, trying to get into your clothes so that you're in style, or working on anger man management. 
Well, I, I, I think three for me, but you know, two is two. I, I could, I, I can get away with saying two is difficult for me to two. I, I, uh, you know, as far as talking to myself, I talk to myself all the time. In fact, I'm worried that one day they're gonna, they're gonna take me away and white people <laughs> they're gonna take me away. I'm always talking to myself. Uh, I, I would say three. I, I could, uh, you know, I, I lose my cool sometimes, and and I'll, I'll say something I wish I didn't say, and. Um, you know, not too bad. I'm not. I'm not too bad. I was much worse when I was, when I was younger. But um, I don't fly off the. I don't throw things. I don't do things like that. Or I don't. You know, I don't start cursing or putting people down. But I'll. Uh, I, I get frustrated, and you know, I think. Uh, I, I I think the anger part. I would. Uh, I, I I would think is difficult. Control on the end. And, th- and that would certainly be mine. I don't throw things either, but I do say things I shouldn't say. And sometimes they're just spells inside of me, but too often they're also, they explode out my mouth. And uh, the in-style clothes that's, are clothes that still fit, that's not true about me at all. Number one, I lost some weight when I yeah. uh, had my heart surgery. And number B, I still like to uh, wear new things that are happening. So number two doesn't fit to me at all. And, and yes, I talk to myself all the time. I mean, you know, that's, that's just, okay. Set number two, this time, which one would not be true probably for you of these three? Okay. Number one, your people skills are just fine. It's your tolerance for idiots that needs work on. Number two, the biggest lie you tell yourself is, I don't want to write that down. I'll remember it. <laughs> and number three, on time means is when you get there. That's when on time is. So which one is you really aren't, isn't true about you? Are your people skills fine? You're tolerant. Uh, the biggest lie you tell yourself is I don't need to write it down. Or on time is when you get there. I, you know, you know what? I'm, I'm always on time. I, I pride myself on on being on time and um uh, you know I'll I'll come early just to make sure I get on time so I'm going to take number 3 off uh number 1 look uh I have I think I have good people skills and I'm and I could be tolerant with uh with people but uh you know like like we just talked about in the early yeah. example you know you lose your cool little maybe you know something uh you know something a little bit there what's number 2 again I I forget on time, uh, pardon me, the biggest lie you tell yourself is, huh, I don't need to write that down. I'll remember it. Yeah, I, I need I need reminders. Like if my, uh, my I almost said my mother, my, my poor mom's been uh, uh, dead for 12 years. But my wife, when my wife tells me, uh, oh, can you uh, can you get this from the store? Get this. I'll say text it to me. And then I always walk in the store and I look at my text. And if she doesn't do that, I, I hardly remember what I'm supposed to get at the store. So I'm going to go with, with, uh, with two, you know, like I'd be fooling myself if I, you know, if I, if I thought I didn't need to write it down. And I have more lists with things that I'm supposed to do. And hopefully I'd most of the time try to remember to cross them off when I've done them. That's now has become the problem is I put it on there, do it. And then I forget to erase it or cross it off. Yeah. And then I get back to it two days later. I thought, let's see, 
did I really write that note? Did I manage to send that letter where it needed? So I ha- I'm having to remember almost to make a note to myself to remember to erase things that I've done. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> I know, I know. Okay, set three. Uh, and the, and the uh, reaction this time on set three is... Oh, 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 I'm, I'm going to read the three, but I want you to respond to number to the third one, okay? Yeah. Okay. Now, the, the first one is, it would be wonderful if we could put ourselves in the dryer for 10 minutes, then come out wrinkle-free and uh, uh, three sizes smaller. Oh, uh, yeah. Don't you think that would be fun? Yes, that would be great. Maybe one day. I, I, I'm not sure that the one we have here at the apartment is large enough to get Tubby <laughs> in there, but uh, it's a great thought. Yeah. And then number number two in this trio is, I suppose you've seen this too. You've noticed people your age are so much older than you are. Yes, <laughs> that's right. Isn't it funny? Yeah, that's right. I look at I look at people and I'm thinking, wow, am I that old? Do I really look? Whatever. Okay, now. The, the third statement is, growing old should have taken longer. Why do you think the creator of these statements would have made that? Why would we want, why do we think growing older should have taken longer? Because it would, uh, it would extend our lives and the enjoyable times uh, that we usually equate with being younger and healthier and, and more spry. Um, I, we we would have had that extended that time period extended, so I get that. Yeah, that's a that's a cool expression. I li- I like that. Uh, growing old should have taken a longer time. I like that. I, I think that's that's great, and I think that's what that that's what someone meant when they wrote it is that they wish the good times would last longer, and that life uh, and the and especially the good. Uh, the most enjoyable part of life is uh, would would be extended, and uh, and and uh, the the part where you know maybe we can't walk so well, or we can't we can't run, we can't do the the things we'd like to do when we were younger. Uh, that would be a shorter period of time. And you know, I have a feeling that you and I each say that because I would duplicate what you said. And that's because I think each of us feels that we have had a good life. It doesn't mean we haven't had cancer, skin cancer, or that we haven't had bumps along the way. But basically, I think I think I speak for you as well as myself, that as I look at the total, I have been so fortunate with so many wonderful things to happen, opportunities to serve, to learn, to help, to be helped, that why wouldn't I wish that my life could have lasted longer uh, where I still had even more energy than I do now? And I know I have more energy than I should for an 86-year-old. But uh, I, I, th- I think it's, I think there must be people, though, Frank, who, whose life, either the people with whom they were around or lived with or were married to or uh, their finances or their health or their situation, whatever it might be, was so bumpy that I'm wondering if sometimes they don't almost pray, oh, I wish my life were over. Oh, boy. And and that's the sad part, isn't it? Yes. Because, you know, 
we we we, sh- we should be celebrating that we're we're around. Well, you know, obviously now here at my age, not your age, you're too young. It's great. I have a chance to offer advice to people who are younger. Isn't that fun? I can just tell them what I think. Well, I, I mean, we're talking to people here. <laughs> And this is something that 20 years ago you and I wouldn't be able to do. We wouldn't have the opportunity to, to, to speak at a radio or, or, uh, or podcast. And there wasn't the technology to reach you know, 124 different outlets. And, you know, you could have 10 people listening here, 1,000 people listening there. And, you know, this is something that we wouldn't have had younger. So, uh, you know, and also I don't know, you know, when we're, when we're real young, people take us so seriously. And people take us a little more seriously now that we're older. Yeah, well, I think I, I think so. Someone at at church the other day gave me a thing. A, a young person gave me a, a a belated Christmas card on it, among other things. She said thank you for something I had done, but she said I love your advice. It's been so helpful. And I thought, woo, that's about the first time I've heard a teenager say that. But you know, it really warmed my heart. Okay, last last set. Yeah. Uh, this this time it's going to be. Think of all the seniors that you know, seniors as meaning older people. Which of these do you think is the most common among that group of people of which I am one? Which of these is most common? Aging has slowed you down, but it hasn't shut you up. Mm-hmm. Number two. You still haven't learned to act your age, and you hope you never will. <laughs> and number three, <laughs> one for the road means using the restroom before you lose leave the house. <laughs> That's funny. This author had some clever ones. Yeah, I did not yeah, look okay. these up. Yeah, those are okay. Which which one do you think is most common about among seniors? All right. I... <laughs> Just give them to me real quick again. The, the first sure. Two. Aging, aging has slowed you down, but it hasn't shut you up. Right. B, you haven't learned to act your age, age, and you hope you never will learn to. And one more, one for the one for the road means uh, hopping into the restroom before you leave. Well, the third one is is most common. You know, like I, I listen. I'm 55. I like to use the the restroom before I leave. I don't want to get caught by surprise or anything like that. But uh, uh, the the second one I wish more people would um, uh, would have you know in other words like they uh, they're they're acting young they feel young you know that that to me would I I don't think a lot of people have that though I th- I think people um, I, I think I, I think it would be healthy if t- people did have that and the first one too you know that uh, that slowing you down it hasn't shut you up uh, that's good because I think a lot of people have great things to say. And uh, well, certainly you do, and 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 so do other people, and they just uh, they should say. So I, I'd say the the one that's most true is that what we're looking for? The most true? Yeah, right. The most common. Uh-huh. The bathroom before you go. So one for the road, which is funny because one for a road. For those who don't know, uh, you know, you used to mean eh, let me have a drink. One for the road, you know. And uh, oh, of is, course, which is really dangerous if you think about if you're driving. It's it's terribly dangerous. But you know, hopefully we mean people that are going to taxis and into the ubers now so the last one well anyway this these were my uh 
my 12 commandments for seniors that I borrowed from an unknown author. I have no idea who did them, but I thought that we maybe could have a little interesting conversation with our listening audience just to help each of us as seniors and or potential seniors to think a little bit about uh, not being too serious about ourselves. There are some funny things about us, and yet there are still some great potentials, and I know I, too, really do try to uh, uh, continue to not necessarily act my age of whatever it might be, but to continue to think young and to think new, whether it's being a part of Kathy's no-skill-needed cooking academy or uh, uh, just trying to help somebody who's in trouble. I like to help people, but so we've had... Two sort of interesting discussions, I hope, today, Frank, and uh, I have one final thought for the day, okay? Do you know whether cats can swim? Huh. I know I know big cats can swim. Like, I've seen, you know, in documentaries, I've seen um, uh, lions and tigers swim. But, uh, you know, I have several little cats here we take care of, and I know they don't like water at all. Um, but I imagine if they have to, you know, just like their older, um, you know, relatives or whatever, you know, their bigger uh, relatives that they can swim. Uh, you'll correct me if I'm wrong. Well, uh, they say that apparently they say that few breeds, but most breeds of cats. And now I'm talking about more the size of house cats yeah. that they do not swim. Most of them. Yeah. But they do think that the Abyssinian cat, and that recently, evidently, they found a mummified remains, I suppose, in Egypt, although this funny little piece of news that I saw did not identify. And from somehow from those remains, they could tell that this Abyssinian uh, breed of cat apparently likes to swim and then this is the interesting piece of news, that they believe that at one time in history, those cats were used to retrieve waterfowl for the hunters. You know, like we have dogs that go into the water and bring back the duck. Well, apparently, they believe that this Abyssinian cat performed that same role for the hunter. Isn't that interesting? Uh, the, the lot of lot of uh, Moses theme here, you know. We, we just touched on a- Egypt again, you know. Uh, but uh, uh, you know, you're, you're on a Moses, um, you know, link this week, kind of. If you think about it, commandments, <laughs> twelve commandments, uh, and and you know the the first one there, and and now Abyssinian uh, cat, probably Egypt. I would imagine that's uh, mummified. God is really a creative genius, and we all know that, but we sometimes forget. And when he can create a cat that can go out there in the pond and catch a duck and drag it back into the master, God also must have a teeny bit of sense of humor. <laughs> uh, terrific. I, I'm, I'm looking at one of my cats right now, and if I threw him anywhere in the water, <laughs> he would freak out. And uh, he, could, he could bring back a bird, but he, 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 wouldn't, be able to, he wouldn't be able to swim to bring that's wonderful. Yeah, yeah, God does have a sense of humor. And uh, by the way, did you did you plan it that way? Uh, a v- very Moses-like theme, you know. I mean, uh, if if you think about it, and and coming from a 
you know, from a slave boy, you know, a, a, a baby uh, trying to be saved by his, uh, his his mom and getting raised and and all of that. Uh, and by the way, having no birthright to being, you know, great or, you know, whatever it is, it's, you know, you think about it. Um, we, uh, you, you know, God is great, and, uh, and, and stories like this are very, very helpful. Um, your your final thought on 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 everything. I, I I hope you're staying warm, and I hope everyone across the country is staying warm. Listen to us. Uh, any final thoughts? Well, I just have a good have a great week, and it's always fun to chat. Right, wonderful, Catherine Ransom, everyone. Uh, has been our host each and every week and binge listen to everything that she's been saying. She's delightful. Get the book, Ransom Notes. Listen to uh, Ransom Notes and uh, binge listen. Like I said to uh, to you earlier, uh, she's absolutely wonderful and she could take a, a tiny acorn and uh, and turn it into an oak tree uh, momentarily. Frank McKay signing off. We'll see you next week on Ransom Notes.